Welcome to the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast, your best podcast spot for all things Cleveland Guardians baseball. Presented by WaitingForNextYear.com. Follow Matt on Twitter at Dairy Speaks and Todd at TD Guardians KU. The Dairy Brothers Guardians cast is on the air. Well, you knew we'd be excited this morning, everybody, to get back with you right here on the Dairy Brothers Guardians cast. Matt and Todd with you. Special edition. It's a playoff edition. It's an AL Central Championship edition. It's an order restoration edition. As the Guardians have done it, man. They've won the division. They clinched yesterday, even though with they got help from the unnamed team. They just beat up on the Rangers, sweep Texas, and was what was once a one-game lead or two-game lead against the White Sox or Twins has ballooned up to 10. The regular season basically is done now. And uh, what a job by this baseball team. Todd, this is so exciting. We're going to the playoffs in a couple of weeks. Let's do this. Oh, baby. Oof. Yes. You know, the shit, you know, listen, I'm not going to be greedy. I think this is great. Uh, I was looking forward to going Tuesday night and hopefully catching a clinch, but sweeping the Rangers, the unnamed team taking care of the, of, of the White Sox, the White Sox have just quit. Oh. And and it, it's, it is so glorious when you go back to September 14th and Elvis Andrews, who had been on the White Sox for 10 minutes, makes the comments of, oh, yeah, the Guardians will crumble. They always do. Uh, since that day, uh, the Guardians went 11-2 and two and played their direct competitions, the White Sox and the uh, Twins, and extinguished them. While both of those teams just, they were the ones that crumbled, not us. We, our, our team's playing their best baseball at the right time. Uh, there's so much to touch on. I don't even know where I want to start, but I'm just so excited. I'm so happy for this group. Watching all the stuff on television, reading all the quotes, reading the articles this morning. I mean, I'm just happy for so many people. Uh, for for you and I, more than anybody else. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but just yeah, good. Just this is this is the true team. It's a team in the truest essence of of the word, and you know. Zach Meisel's piece this morning on the athletic, and I was even going to before this was a thought I had yesterday, even before I read it in the piece. But everything for this franchise changed when Jose Ramirez signed that extension. Literally, was a franchise shifting move because if he doesn't sign that contract extension and you go into this season with the unknown and they're playing the kids and maybe the kids aren't buying in as much or, you know, or maybe, you know, who knows things work out differently. And then they trade Jose Ramirez at the deadline. Nope. He took the under severely under market deal because he loves this organization. And from that point on, it was just this upward trajectory. And here we are AL central champs with a week and a half, actually almost two weeks of, Let's line up our guys. Let's get our proper guys rest, and we'll be in the playoffs. It's incredible. You know, you, you look at it and you you see all the prognosticators, and I and I hate it. And I know the Guardians kind of put out a little video on Instagram, like you I know, a visual a visual tour of all these people that said, you know, FanGraph said they'd only win seventy nine games, or Sporting News said they'd finish fifth. You know, things like that, and it, whatever you thumb your nose a little bit and have a little fun with people, but. Yeah, it, it is true. The division's bad, and, and some people will lean on that. But the bottom line is you still have to go play the games. 
Um, this is an organization that unfortunately has a history of gagging and, and losing leads. Uh, you know, we could go through all that. There's no point in doing it. But the bottom line is, is they're young. They're hungry. They play together. It's great baseball to watch this whole first to third notion to put the ball in play. It's how the game's supposed to be played. Tito is so likable. The guys follow him. And everybody that comes up, whether it's on the pitching side with a guy like Cody Morris or, or any of these uh, of these folks, and then on, on the hitting side, I mean, Oscar Gonzalez comes up and immediately just blends right in. Will Brennan, same thing. He's the latest example. Quan, of course, back in April. Any of these young guys get a chance. They deliver because it, it, it's all in the concept of team. And uh, it, it is a little cliche, but it, it's it's great to watch. They they embrace what the city is about. You hear Austin Hedges talk about it all the time. And I just hope the fans show up in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, Obviously, the, the Guardians are going to be hosting three games Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They're locked into the three seed. And will they play Toronto? Will they play Tampa or Seattle? And obviously, we have we, we could talk about that a little bit. But just to clinch like this and to run away with it, uh, when there were such grueling games, even the games they beat Minnesota and Chicago, it's like, you know, go up four nothing, and then you know it's going to be a four three final, or go up five one, you know it's going to be a five four final. They just they don't make it easy on you, but they win, and that's all you can ask for. You know. They're a true reflection of their manager. Um, you know, patience. Um, you know, they, they're, they're not the type of team that's going to lose their cool or make a big error and let it spiral out of control. It's it's amazing because they, they play like a veteran team, despite the fact that they are so young. I mean, sure, they, they you know, Owen Miller can't catch the ball at first base sometimes. And, and uh, you, you know, <laughs> why'd, uh, why'd, you have, why'd you have to bring that up? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, Oscar, Oscar takes some strange routes sometimes in right field towards balls, but for the most part, they're they're a very fundamentally sound team. You mentioned the first to third thing. I mean, they're literally lead the league in getting from first to third, and 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 the contact, and and you know, we 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 have mentioned him many times over the season on the podcast, but you've got to give credit to Chris Valleca for completely changing the or the the friend the, the the team's uh, uh, hitting approach. Tajay Berklio was a terrible hitting coach and had his job longer than anyone in the game because he was Tito's boy. And then finally, clearly, the front office was like, all right, Tito, enough's enough with this clown. And they brought in someone who was a, you know, uh, his approach was high contact, low strikeout. Let's put the ball in play because good things will happen. And the team really embraced it. And you have so many guys that that's their strength. I mean, Quan is the number one example of a Laker ball. I mean, the guy, we've talked about Stephen Quan so much on this podcast, but like, he's incredible. He's not going to win rookie of the year because Julio Rodriguez will. Uh, but I mean, look he probably, at he probably won't even finish second, which would be such a crime, but who cares? We know, just, we know. Yeah. He's a gold glover out there in left field. He sets the table at the top. He's always making things happen. And, and, doesn't it look like he's just having so much fun out there? I mean, listen, you and I don't get to talk to the players, obviously, but I gotta believe Quan's gotta be one of the most, if not the most popular guy in that clubhouse, right? It's like, just, who doesn't like Stephen right. Quan? I know he's <laughs> just the nicest kid, and he he gets it. Every one of his interviews with Andre uh, after games is just, you know, he you could tell the manners that he has, the mannerisms, the way he talks. 
Um, he's just a nice kid. He just, he just, he just, he's having the time of his life and that's what it's about. I mean, we live in such an angry society right now and everybody's snapping and snippy and Twitter and all this anger. This kid's just, he's just having so much fun. And even after losses, he just says, Hey, you know, we'll get him tomorrow. And it's a great group of dudes and, and they can play. And, and by the way, like you said before, you might have a gold glover in left. You might have a gold glover in center. You might have a gold glover at second. You know, Jose's no slouch at third. And the, the catchers do a pretty darn good job defensively. I know we complained during the season about not throwing runners out and everything else, but uh, Austin Hedges, the, the guys love throwing to him, and you've got to catch the ball. Pitching and catching, it's almost like blocking and tackling in football. It's the basics, but it works. And this team's doing it well and right. And like you said, 18 out of 21, and just cruising right now. And what's going to be nice is guys like Emmanuel Classe and others need some need a breather. Um, and they're going to be fresh for the playoffs. And I think that's a positive, big positive. Oh, absolutely. And you know, you mentioned Austin Hedges. Uh, you know, he he catches a lot of flack because of the fact that he's not a great hitter, but. Like you said, the pitcher, the guys love throwing to him, and he's the leader of this team. He really is one of the one of the biggest leaders in that clubhouse. And, and you know, we're talking about the guys that everyone loves, Quan, McKenzie, and Hedges. Those three guys right there. I mean, they're they're all just awesome, awesome dudes. And you know, this this is it's funny. You know, during the the the, the I would say posts. So let's let's start with eighteen to. 2018 to to uh, last season, it was kind of like the team was kind of devoid of, of of leadership. Once like Kluber, you know, Kluber was a quiet guy and Brantley was a quiet guy, and they were leaders by example. Um, but once they were gone, you know, there, there was kind of a vacuum of leadership, and and Jose and Ahmed Rosario and Austin Hedges seemed to be, you know, the three key leaders of the of this group, and and uh, you know. We could talk about everyone here, but you know the the leadership uh, of Ahmed Rosario. I mean, the the stuff that you hear about him from Chris Antonetti yesterday after the game, um, you know, in the in the clubhouse when they were all celebrating, talking about how Ahmed was such a tone setter in that clubhouse and such a leader, and and he and Jose and and and, and you know, and and from the pitching standpoint, you know, with Hedges catching everybody and and being so positive and. Bieber really kind of embracing that leadership role as the ace of the staff. And then like, you know, he, while he's still young, he's basically the elder statesman of the rotation. And listen, as much as we can't stand him from a pitching standpoint, Brian Shaw has been invaluable in teaching those young guys how to be professionals out there in in the bullpen. So you, you got a lot of leaders on this group. It's just, again, I come back to true team in the sense of the word and, uh, you know, they're, they are a reflection of Tito. And, you know, it's, it's, I loved that clip yesterday with Tito in the clubhouse, uh, talking to the team. And he just said, you know, I think it was, we fucking did it at the top of his lungs yeah, or something, yeah. something like that. And, and everyone sprayed everyone with champagne. And, and, you know, the, the, the Tito, the, the, uh, the game is passed by Tito crowd has gotten awfully quiet. I mean, is this, is this the best managerial job he's, he's done in his 10 years here? If not number one, it's got to be in the I mean, top two. Obviously, his first year he took over, and immediately we made the playoffs. And obviously, we were, it was the wild card. They made they played the Rays, and you look at that. You go back and look at that roster and see Nick Swisher and guys like that, and go, 
oh my gosh, how did he pull that off? Uh, you know, kind of you know inheriting some of Actaball from back in the day. Can you? I can't believe I just brought that up, but uh, at the twelve, and they had to win ten in a row to to get to the playoffs, and they did the last ten. They won the last ten games of the regular season. And their ace pitcher had to be a reliever at the end of that season, if you remember. Masterson was the yeah, guy. He closed it out. But yeah. he had to close it out in Minnesota because he couldn't they couldn't stretch him out. He was hurt. So there was a lot of things he did well that first year and you go, "Man, how did that team make the playoffs?" But in reality, this year's team is, you know, average age is 26, youngest in baseball. There are some a, t- a handful of of AAA teams that have more experience um, you know, than, than, than the Guardians do. But yeah, and look, and I liked yesterday. I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was Matt Underwood or somebody asked somebody about the name. Maybe it was Austin Hedges about the name change and and and, and, and something about that. And it, it's true. This organization just hasn't gone through a facelift with young players and not spending money, which I don't want to get into Dolan's cheap that and do that routine today. But like, there was a lot that they had to go through. And there's a lot of mistakes that the organization made with the name change, with getting fans involved. They don't pack the stadium, and it's hard. And yet these guys play through all that, and they just keep winning. They just keep winning. It's, it's uh, it is amazing. Dairy Brothers Guardians Cast, brought to you by WaitingForNextYear.com, the Evergreen Podcast Network. Our sponsors, Breaking Tea, at BreakingTea.com/slash/dairy takes you right to the Cleveland Collection. Get your gear. And then, of course, the Center for Advanced Dentistry. Uh, well, well, you were going to say something. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, to, to your point, yes, the, the name change stuff was botched, and there are some people out there that, you know, we see it on Twitter, and and people, you know, talking, oh, I can't support this team. You know, they changed the name, and the history, like, who cares? In, in, in the end, you got to love the team for who they are, not for what they're named, and and, and – they came out this year with nobody picking them to do anything, and they just kept grinding and and getting better and better and trying new guys. And what's pretty amazing is, I mean, you and I have been, you know, Cleveland baseball fans our entire lives, and we've seen many young hot prospects or guys that get brought up come and go and they're failures. You know, we've we've seen Andy Marte. You know, we've seen you and I will go back. We've seen Luis Medina back in the eighties. You know, uh, people that have told us, you know, over and over. Oh, about Corey, Corey, Corey Snyder. I mean, they, they all yeah, but were can't yeah, miss. But of course, yeah, but I'm just saying we, we had so many of these guys that we heard about. And, you know, th- this season, it seemed like every single time they brought someone up, it worked for at least a short period of time at a minimum. Like, Oscar Gonzalez came out of nowhere, wasn't on the 40-man roster, drink, wasn't on the 40-man roster, and has become, uh, you know, the everyday middle-of-the-order bat. You two homers the other night. He's, <laughs> he's fantastic. No, he's great. He's been, he's been awesome. Yeah. He's forced his way into the action. Quan made the, made the team out of spring training. You know, I, uh, he, he was great this spring, but it's not like Stephen Kwan was, was on everyone's radar, uh, you know, two years ago. Um, you know, when Nolan Jones first came up, he hit right away. I mean, I know that they said the guy was cold, but he hit right away. Richie Palacios played a nice role at, at, at points this season as a key uh, pitch hitter coming off the bench. Uh, you saw um, 
uh, Andres Jimenez, who we haven't talked about yet, was thrust into this role of, okay, you're going to be, are you going to play second? Are you going to play short? What is it? He took that second base job and became an all-star and now is an indispensable member of this team. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like all of these young guys who have gotten their chances and in the bullpen even too. I mean, look at Sam Hentges, look at Nick Sandlin. These guys were given these roles and they all made it happen. It's unbelievable the way this team came together. And now, it's this young core. We can get so excited. We're, we're we're arriving a year or maybe even two years early. Our top top tier prospects, George Valera, Brian Rocchio, these guys aren't even here yet. Right, right. The future. That, that's what's so amazing. <laughs> the future is going to be really, really bright. And you know, I I, I just I, I I can't say enough about the developmental staff of this organization. Um, you know, the pitching side has, you know, we've had the pitching factory for years, but, and we've always been worried about why can't we produce any outfielders, you know, whatever it may be. But this year, it really all came together. And, um, you know, it's a testament to several things. And, you you know, I know people want to bash the Dolans for not spending, which I completely agree with. But there is something to be said about the fact that they have kept these same guys in these same roles for so long. And they have an organizational philosophy that has worked. And you watch teams around the major leagues bottom out. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. We have never done Pittsburgh. We have never done Detroit. We have never done Baltimore. We have, you know, we, we have never bottomed out. They have been competitive every year during, you know, the rebuild. You know, this was supposed to be a quote unquote rebuilding year, and they won the division with a bunch of rookies. It's amazing. It is truly amazing. Chris Antonetti, Mike Chernoff, the rest of the, of the front office, they, they deserve so much credit. Terry Francona, the coaching said they just deserve so much credit. And Sandy Alomar said it best in the post game uh, with Matt Underwood. He said, we have the best culture in the sport, bar none. The way that we do things here, it's the best culture in the sport. It, it's awesome to hear that about a Cleveland team. You know what I'm saying? Because uh... you don't like the culture of Jailbird Jimmy? Okay, uh, settle down. Hey, they're two and one. Um, <laughs> it's just there. It's genuine. That's all I'm saying. You know, I'm not saying that when the Cavs won the champ won the championship with LeBron, it wasn't genuine. But um, there were a lot of things behind the scenes with that team and with LeBron and Kyrie. It turned out that became public. You know, it's just you know, and the Browns, like you said, I mean, <laughs> it's not exactly the greatest culture there in Berea. Uh, what about that crap they feed you in Berea? That's right. Uh, that's a great. That's a great drop. But um, in all seriousness, it's it's to hear that about a Cleveland team. And again, nobody. You know, when they host whoever it is, it could be Seattle, could be Toronto, Toronto, could be uh, Tampa. They're going to be underdogs. You know, people are still going to say, "Yeah, well, they're at home." But who, who's the Guardians? You know, they don't score enough runs. And oh, for sure, we will be underdogs against Tampa and Seattle. I I don't know about Tampa. I mean, uh, Seattle and Toronto. I don't know about. Uh... Tampa, but let me ask you a question. While you're we're, we're we're on that topic, first of all, I don't have it in front of me. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right now, if the season ended, it would be Tampa that we would be playing. No, Is we that, would be. Oh, no, Seattle's a half game back of, t- half game. of okay, Tampa. Right, I, okay, so your order of preference on who you would like to play out of those three, most the team you want to play the most to the least, what would that be? I'll be quite honest. I've, I've vacillated on this um, because... Who's you using vacillate? What about facilitating <laughs> a meeting? Um, 
uh, yeah, I mean, look, we beat the Blue Jays a few years ago uh, in, on the way to the World Series, and I just they but they scare me because of that lineup. And then Seattle, we just couldn't beat during the regular season. There's something about them. Now, Julio Rodriguez is hurt right now, and they're not playing as well, but their pitching is really good. And then Tampa, the thing that scares me about them, and I'm kind of not giving you an answer right now, but Tampa always wins in the playoffs. Like, the Rays always seem to go far. (laughs) I don't know how. I don't know how. It's almost like that old adage, don't make a trade with the Rays. Just ask Al Avila. It cost him his job in Detroit, trading uh, uh, for Austin Meadows. and, and, and you know. So it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'd rather play Tampa first because I just think the Blue Jays can really mash, and they're dangerous. And Seattle, you know, we when we caught them, they, they, they just owned us, you know. So, I mean, avoiding the Mariners. If Julio Rodriguez gets healthy, he's just so scared. He just scares me. And that Mariner team's good, but right now Rodriguez and Suarez, I believe, are both out, right? So, yeah, I don't know. I'm at... I will, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: I have, you know, we had that stretch where we played, you know, right before they rattled off eighteen and out of twenty-one. We had that ten, the two and eight stretch in ten games, and seven of those right, were we'll Seattle, right, and six and losses, six of seven, and. Uh, that team, we, that whole week, you and I were just so impressed by how good they looked. And I'm with you. I mean, if you play Seattle and they can line up their rotation, now that's the one thing where which is playing in our favor right now is those teams, all three of them, are going to be playing till the all the way to the end. And there is, correct me if I'm wrong, there's one day off between the end of the regular season and the, when the playoff series start. I think the season ends on Wednesday. And they Thursday, play Friday, right, correct. Friday here in Cleveland. So if they're playing all the way to the end, proceeding, they're going to keep their rotation the way it is, where we're lining up Bieber, McKenzie, and Quantrill. So, you know, for all we know, you know, when you when you play Seattle, where you know, they could, they could land on Marco Gonzalez, you know, which is their fifth starter. But their top four, Robbie Ray's awesome, Luis Castillo's awesome, Logan Gilbert is really, really good, and and who am I forgetting? Who's the fourth guy? Uh, I'm just, forgetting one other pitcher. It's another right-hander. Hold on, Logan well, Gilbert. Okay. Look, look it up while I talk. <laughs> I'm not in front of my computer, but but um, those three guys are all. I mean, Logan Gilbert is young, but he's ace material. Member of 10 percent capacity, by the way. Logan Gilbert, very good. Robbie Ray. You know, the guy, we, I don't think we've beaten Robbie Ray in about three years, it seems like. He dominated us in both starts. And, you know, they made the big trade for Luis Castillo, who, you know, has been great for them. I do not want any part of that team. So my order of preference would be Tampa 1. Listen, I know Tampa, I, I know the mystique of them in October. I totally get it. They're very good. They got a good lineup, you know. Kevin Cash is a master in terms of using utilizing his his full pitching staff, but that team just doesn't scare me nearly as much as the Blue Jays, who their lineup one to nine is as good as it gets in in the game. Now their pitching is not great, but you know they like you said they can totally match. Oh George Kirby, George Kirby, George Kirby. That's who it is. How could we forget the pride of Ryan New York? Uh, yeah, so shout out. It's, it's, Yes, to the Beebs. So, uh, um, 
Yeah, my order of preference is Tampa 1, Toronto 2, and um, Seattle 3. I just do not want to play the Mariners again. (laughs) Absolutely not. I wouldn't want to play them there. I like that we would be at home. Um, Yes. So that, that helps for sure. The thing about Tampa is, like, it's like Guardians South. You know, are we gonna have to, are we gonna have to go up against Yandy Diaz and Harold Ramirez and oh here comes Corey Kluber? It would be such a typical Cleveland thing if Harold well, they Ra- throw him out there against us in like game one or something. Could you imagine? Yeah, it just that would down. be so vintage to go up against. <laughs> you know, like Yu Chang was on that team for a second. He's not anymore, but it would have yeah, just been. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I you know. I don't know. I, I'm with you on the Mariners. I think they're really good. And when we watched them back you know, last month when they were beating the, the Guardians up, we're like, we want no part of this team. Although the Mariners have Carlos Santana. So the, it's the, you know, we're going to face former guy. It's just there's guys that kill right, us on Toronto's that team. Toronto's Chappie and Ross Atkins. And Mitch, Mitch Hanniger, we can't get out. Oh, God. Jesse Winker, a couple of years ago at the Reds, we couldn't get him out. Killed us. And he's now a Mariner. So... Yeah, Seattle's yeah. pretty dangerous, but lately their pitching has kind of blown up a little bit. They just haven't done. They haven't done. Not. I mean, yesterday they lost thirteen to twelve to the Royals. Um, yeah, I saw that. Me, me, in the, in the after meantime, leading nine another, to two. Another reason I I I prefer Tampa is because uh, for personal reasons, I I need Friday at one o'clock. I need Saturday at one o'clock. That that that's what I need. <laughs> Was that on the show? Was that on the show sheet? Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. It's so good. The me- so here, well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the, I'm with you on the raise. I, you know, they just, you look up and you go, you know, their lineups, you know, they, they got some guys, you know, but it's not the dangerous group that Toronto, I mean, Vladimir Guerrero is arguably the best hitter in the game. Arguably, you know, I mean, you could make that argument. I know people are talking about Judge and Otani. Hey, is there been any talk about Judge going for uh, uh, Maris's record? Just kidding. If, 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 I, if I have to see Jimmy train a, a, a tweet or complain one more time about the Yankees sold out by selling their Friday games to Amazon, I hope Judge goes deep, right? No one cares. No one cares. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, I, I just, again... The Tampa lineup, like you said, it's not full of superstars. They're kind of like us. Harold Ramirez where... is their cleanup hitter. Yeah, B- big, big hair, big Harold. Josh Naylor is their cleanup hitter, right? I mean, it's the same thing. Or you're like, ooh, Oscar Gonzalez hits. If you don't know, if you're not dialed into baseball, and you look at the Guardians lineup, you're like, Josh Naylor four, Oscar Gonzalez five. Like who? You wouldn't know. You know what I mean? But like, you look up and you go. The Blue Jays have five guys with an OPS over 800 in their lineup. You know, George Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Kirk. Hernandez, yeah. Teoscar, even Danny Jansen, their catcher, has a really high OPS. Yeah. Like, you know, and then you look at the Rays lineup and you go, not a single guy with an 800 OPS. You know, Margot, Rosarina, Wander, Big Harold, Isak Paredes. It's like... Yeah, that's who we want, you know. But then, but but they always seem to find a way to win. The Rays are so no. You get to like the fifth or sixth inning. If they have a lead, they bring in all these no-name relievers and they screw around with the bullpen and matchups, and it, and it eats you alive. So, yeah, they're all good teams, you know. Hey, listen, you have to be good to to make the playoffs. I mean, that that's the beauty of baseball and why, like, you know, 
you hear people go, I don't understand why the, you know, a team wins a division and they act like they win the World Series. 162 games from April to September. Every single day you're with these guys. It's family. Like, to, 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 it's, you know, if you win, you know, in the NFL, there's 16 games. I mean, yes, it's, it's a different sport. NBA, you know, no one cares about the divisions, but to win a division in baseball is hard. It is. And I don't, and I don't, let me tell you something. I don't want to hear about how bad the Central is. It, it is bad. No one's saying it's it doesn't good. Matter. We all have to play the same schedule. Right. I mean, everyone in that division this... plays the same amount of games against the same amount of teams. Right. And, and order's being restored. We own this thing. We've always have. All right. It's the 11th time we've won it. Don't tell me about oh, those Jim Leland teams. Fuck off. Okay. <laughs> this has been our division. This We run this shit. Okay. But we had to go to LA and beat the Dodgers two out of three. That counts. Uh, uh, two games in San Diego against a very good Padres team. Uh, smoked them. So, like, don't give me this, well, the, the schedule. Stop. This team has the same amount of wins. You know, th- this notion of, well, they, they won the Central. They have 86 wins, the Guardians do. So does Toronto. Tampa is 84 and Seattle is 83. I think we beat the Blue Jays during the regular season five out of seven, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, so those games count. So don't give me so don't give me this stuff about you know. Look, they could get to the playoffs and lose. It's it's anything's possible. But what they're building now, the youth of the team, how they play, and the fact that they didn't just limp in and have to beat the Royals the last couple of days, this thing's over now. It's not even October one, and it's over. So uh, yeah, it's it's a, it's incredible. It is incredible. Like you said, you can only play the teams that are on your schedule, and. This team seemed to play their best against the best teams. I mean, I say correct me if I'm wrong. They only went ten and nine against the unnamed team this year, right? Correct. Nineteen games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so there you go. But when the Tiger, when the when the Twins and the Sox came calling, we pissed all over them. I mean, it was... And look what those teams did in the off season. Yeah. The amount of money that they spent. Wait, the... in the off season, what about besides the fact that the Twins went out and spent all that money on? On Correa, mid-season they traded prospects for two relievers. We did nothing at the deadline, <laughs> and they're both under five hundred because we distinguished them both. And the Sox, I mean that that had that team loaded with talent, great rotation. Dylan Cease is probably going to win the the Cy Young. Lance Lynn's awesome, great closer in Hendricks. They had a lot, you know. I mean it's. It is it is unbelievable the way that we have taken control of this division with these young kids who never stop believing and just keep playing every single day hard. They never – this team never quit. They were so – I mean, they had more last at bat – I'm sorry, the same, the same amount of last at bat wins as the 95 team did. And everyone remembers the 95 team for the walk-offs and all that shit. This is the same number that we did this year with this team. And they still have – you know, how many more games left? Nine games left? Is that right? Yeah. yeah. I called for 10 and 5 to, to get to 90 wins. All I need is now five of the next five and four to get to that number, by the way. 80, this team winning 90 games would be unreal. 86, unreal. And, 86 and 67. And look, Sorry. you know what's funny is we always go through the pitching matchups. We're not doing it because it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, but I do want to mention – Zach Plesak will be making it. I, I thought he'd never throw a pitch for this organization again, but he's starting on Friday. Friday. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what roster move is going to have to be made because they have to add someone. 
or someone's got to go to the minors, right? Someone's uh, got to yeah. be sent down. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, uh, and 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 you know, we we're not going to talk about playoff roster and all that until next week. Because yeah, we have we got time. We have plenty of time to do that, and we're working on a guest for next week also. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm just really excited. I'm so proud of this team. I'm so happy for Tito. Um, you know, and again, this is just this is the number one year of 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 a upward ascension of a window of opportunity here that we can really capitalize on because this core group is all young, all under, you know, team control. You got great leaders. You got it all. Uh, I'm just, I'm so excited about it. And, you know, whatever happens, I don't, if they go out and lose in the the playoffs, I don't want to hear from the, fringe fan that oh they get to the playoffs they didn't want to play out series in 2017 or you know whatever you know what 2016 you know what if if i told you at the beginning of the year this team was going to win 90 games and win the division you would have told me that i was high so uh you know whatever happens from here is gravy to, it, to me I, it, like if they were to lose in the playoffs would i be disappointed of course i would be i want us to win every game but this is a successful season no matter what everything from here on out is just icing on you know icing on the cake, cherry on top of the sundae. Use use whatever uh, Underwood cliche you want to use here. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll I'll be honest. Let me let me say a couple of things. Number one, yes, um, Ahmed Rosario, you got me, man. Congrats, you did good. <laughs> you did good. Uh, number two, the coverage yesterday, uh, and I we make fun of it sometimes, but those guys did a whale of a job. Um, at the start of it, I wanted to see more in the clubhouse, but that post-game show in like an hour and 20 minutes, they interviewed every player. Uh, Underwood, Underwood was in the locker room, Andre not. Uh, they kept going. Jensen and Al kept going. They could have just folded the tent and been done, and they just kept going to more interviews. The, the, the coverage yesterday on Bally Sports Great Lakes or Ohio or whatever they call it, they'll change the name again probably before uh, October hits, but um, they did a good job. So... The coverage is yep, really I good. Watched it. Really good. Yeah, I wa- I watched it last night um, when I got home from uh, family dinner, and uh, they and did. Happy New Year! You know, it, uh, thank you. Happy New Year to you too, my friend. So uh, I know you're very religious these days. Um, <laughs> well, neither am I, for the record. But um, no, but in, in all seriousness, you're right, and that that uh you know what are they going to do go to uh, more of jimmy hanlon uh, uh jimmy hanlon playing golf and that that coverage should have gone as long as possible because that's what everyone wants to see so i'm glad that they did do don't, uh, don't, did don't bash jimmy don't bash jimmy he's a good guy i'm not bashing jimmy i'm just saying that, that that's the thing that would be on <laughs> after the game i love jimmy jimmy dude we love jimmy jimmy was great to dad yeah, no doubt i mean i mean he was when 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 uh when les died a couple years ago I don't know. I put something on Twitter and Jimmy wrote me. I remember when your dad, your, we had a regular game, me, your dad, Bud, Sean, Les, and I used to love hosting your dad at Little Mountain. And Yeah, no, Jimmy's a great guy. Yeah. But, yeah, but, yeah, no, L- LSU, yeah. Les. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so, so listen, I'm just, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm excited. This is great. I love the fact that we can rest our, our key guys. And, you know, you saw yesterday, you know, Gabriel Arias, they, they scored 10 runs. Gabriel Arias and Tyler Freeman were in the lineup yesterday. You're going to see a lot of them this week. And, and and Will Benson will probably get a ton of at-bats. And, you know, 
it, it, it's it's just it's just awesome, and I love the fact that we can enjoy this and uh, you know get ourselves prepared for you know a little less than two weeks away for for hopefully a uh, successful wildcard series. Let's let's tell the fans so the, and our listeners. So again, the Guardians will host a three-game series as a division winner as the three seed against the third wild card. So three versus six. October, what are those days again? 7th, 8th, 7th, 8th, and 9th. 7th, 8th, and 9th. Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday. Saturday, Sunday. Best of three. So you win two and you move on. Right, exactly. Um, and we could end up having a monster sports day in Cleveland Sunday the 9th. If there should be a game three, you could have clowns, chargers at one, followed by a uh, Guardians, you know, uh, game three, do or die. So that could be a... I heard I'll the... Say, not listen. I heard the. I, I mean, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to no, say no. I heard. I heard the Chargers are going to the Super Bowl. There's an old bit. I got a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, such an old know, bit. Could, could you imagine? though, seriously, it, it, it's like it, if it was Browns Chargers at one, and then seven o'clock, like you know, Guardians, uh, you know, Blue Jays or something. I'll you know I'll be at both of those. I'll just stay downtown. It's all. It's all downtown. That's right, downtown. Uh, by the way, who would have thought at the start of the year that to close out the division, you'd have James Karinchak on the mound and Luke Maley behind the plate? Oh, the mailman? I know. Uh, 99 got that moment. You almost said it. Wow. You almost said it right I there. I almost called him Jim for fun. But, he was uh, just in the background smoking a cigar yesterday. He, but did you? I did see him do like a slip and slide also. That yes. Cool. Yeah, I did do it. See, I had first slide. I, I, I did enjoy it. And then that, the pizza, and then the boxes of pizza arrived. You, oh, you always, oh my God. You always ask yourself during those celebrations, like, the guys have to be hungry. Like, where are the power bars or, you know, uh, shout out Whatever, to Bill. Right. What about Built Bar? Uh, but uh, <laughs> is there going to be food? Because they're doing so much drinking and smoking cigars, and lo and behold, the pizzas arrived. That was great. That photo of the team and nailers holding the open pizza in the front is actually the best thing ever. That's going on the wall of my office for sure. That is fantastic. I just love it. By the way, get your, get your guardian kids t-shirt at breaking t.com breaking t.com slash dairy. Uh, let's go folks. You're going to need to gear up and have shirts on for these games and the, the gear. And we own the central, those t-shirts are cool and everything, but go to those websites and they're expensive. Then you go to Breaking Tea and you see you can get a T-shirt for twenty-five bucks. Andres Jimenez, Captain Clutch, Guardian Kids, and Tito We Trust. Whatever you want, whatever your favorite player is, they've got it. Whoever your favorite player is, they've got it. At Breaking Tea, yeah, get that Naylor all the smoke T-shirt that I wore to the game a couple weeks ago. It is the best shirt, and you know, uh, if we're talking, and we'll wrap this up, but I, I, if you're talking moments of the season, the Josh Naylor. Three run home, grand slam, three run homer in Chicago where he lost it. That's got to be, you know, is that is that the number one moment of the season? I mean, a they? huge, a huge momentum swing and a huge moment for the team. Yes, because the game was over, you were asleep. You know, the game was over. It was like eight to two. Was I it? asleep? Yes, you missed that in Chicago. Extra innings. You were out cold. Yeah, I was. I was. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I turned it off because we were, yeah, you're right. It was like eight to two. Then we got like a two run single made eight four. And then Naylor hit the, the grand slam off of uh, Liam Hendricks on the first pitch to tie it at eight. 
so what, good. What I hope, God, I, 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 hope Tony, I hope Tony LaRusse is feeling okay. Golly gosh, I hope he's all right. Jeez. Well, listen, one can only hope he's back in that dugout next year. Oh, yeah. We need full health. Again. We need full health from Tony TLR to return to that White Sox dugout. He's done such a great Jeez. job. He's done such a great job. Um, yeah. I mean, shout out to, to our listeners and thanks to waitingfornextyear.com, Evergreen Podcast Network, everybody that's been uh, on Twitter, at us. Want, can't wait to hear the pod. I mean, they're playing three games this week Tampa, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Kansas City comes in for what seems like a 900-game series uh, the weekend and then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. But it'll be a lot of the fringy guys. But, again, you you have to keep playing the regulars, too, uh, just to keep them, keep, them, yeah. keep them in rhythm. But, but some know, guys getting rest thing, is going to be huge. Yeah, but also the thing is, it's not the expanded rosters the way it used to be. I mean, the roster is only at 20, 26, 28. So it's not like these guys are all going to be able to sit at the same time. I mean, the, most of the regulars are going to have to play at, at, you know, at, at a certain point. I mean, sure, all these guys will take rotations in, but it's not like, yeah, Quan's just not going to play the last five games or Jose's not going to play the last five games. But these guys are all going to have to play. So I'm, fresh. I'm excited. Fresh. AL Central champs, 11th time, 86 and 67. A season best, 19 games over 500. They've won seven in a row. And like Todd said earlier, 18 out of 21. So that'll do it for us. Anything else? Anything else? Uh, no, I just want to congratulate you on another fantastic season hosting, being the driver of this incredible podcast. You rule. Hey, we uh, we got to do it every Monday, and uh, it's for the people, it's for the fans. We love it, and uh, we love this team. And uh, next couple weeks, you're right. We're working on some guests. I, I've, I've been I've been I've been texting with some national people who are uh, reaching out to me, like, "Hey, how about your Guardians?" I'm like, "Wait, what?" So we're we're trying to nail them down and uh, get ready for for what should be uh, an October to remember, as Tom Hamilton would say. How good is he, by the way? That guy's so good. I mean, listen, you know how I feel about Hammy. The guy's the king. You don't even need to say anymore. He he deserves another uh, championship season as well. So congrats to Hammy on another A-plus season. All right, that'll do it for us. Thanks to the Evergreen Podcast Network, waitingfornextyear.com. We are back again next week. We'll do more preview of what's going to be an unbelievable October. Dairy Brothers Guardians cast right here. Thanks to a breaking tea t-shirts and of course the center for advanced dentistry, Dr. Ben Hornstein, check them out at CFAD.net. There's only one thing to say, book it. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.